back to Middle Ground Podcast. I'm Joe and I'm Caroline, and we failed you. We have failed. I mean, really, I failed. I I take ownership this time. Okay, it was your I'll fault you for it. pregnancy and all that, but it is it is my fault this time. But I know that you guys text us. Text us. <laughs> I feel like you text me. You DM me uh, and are like, guys, are you getting rid of the podcast? Is it not going to be going on anymore? What's happening? And we really have no intentions. I don't think. No. Like, you can tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but we don't have intentions of discontinuing the podcast. We just got to get through this season of our lives. The hard part about it is it kind of goes back to we've never monetized this. It's something that we definitely do for ourselves. And yeah, we have, like, a really strong community of you guys that listen. But it's hard when we have our uh, day jobs probably isn't the right word. But we, when we have our our paid work that we have to do and obligations that pay our bills. It's kind of easy to let this slide. uh, For sure. You know, or at least I feel that way. I feel that way. Yeah. Okay. But I hate it every time, every week I'm like, Oh my God. I know. I know. Well, it's horrible. We want you to know we're not going anywhere permanently, but we are trying to maintain that biweekly this year. It's just, Caroline's just big boss girl in around the world. She was in Vegas. Where else have you been? Mm, that's all. That's it. I thought you'd okay. Sorry, right? I thought you'd gone somewhere else. Too. Have I? <laughs> I think maybe I just saw you at uh, the like holiday pop ups and like different pop ups you've been doing. Are you still going to do the farmers market? Yeah, <gasps> that's so exciting. I need to apply for that, but yes, because they want me to. That's the dream. and I want to. I want to come so bad. You can be a Boy Scout. I want to be a Boy Scout <laughs> so badly. I want to wear Should my it? little white uniform. Yeah. Joe was like, oh, so if you don't know, Foy Scouts are like what sells Foy, like the people that sell Foy. And so at farmer's markets or events, I want like a team of Foy Scouts and they're like running it and like, you know, conversing and being nice and talking about Foy. And Joe's like, it would be my dream to be a Foy Scout. Like truly. I have another. So I'm good friends with Caroline who has Foy. And then my other friend Darcy owns Darcy Collective, Darcy Apparel. Uh, and Darcy Collective is like her brand that mm-hmm. long term she's talked about wanting to wholesale. And I have begged her, I'm like, take me to market. <laughs> I just want to go to market. Like, I know that that's a lot of people's worst nightmare. And I totally get that you have to, if you have to do it day in and day out, how taxing yeah. and exhausting that can be. But the opportunity to go and tell people about my friends and something that I perceive as absolutely incredible that they're doing is my dream. You're like, sign me up. Like just having people walk by and me be like, can I tell you about how cool my friend is? (laughs) That is the ultimate 100. Yes. Like perfect day for me. Mm -hmm. So I, I sign me up. I'll be there. You can be a boy scout. You're hired. We probably have to start so early. In the morning? Yeah. Yeah. What time do they? Not that early. Seven? I think it's like six set up and then. Okay. Caroline, that's early for a girl that oh. doesn't wake up early anymore. Caroline's like, I've done both <laughs> my workouts, had my green smoothie and read I'm 14 like, books by 8 a.m. <laughs> like Joseph at 6 a.m. That does not seem early to me. Isn't that wild? Now in this season of my life. A year I'm, ago, I would have. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I'm I happy think that's for great. Myself. I booked, so I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, but I booked every single, so, okay, life update. I quit the 75 hard, couldn't do it. It's too hard for me. And however, I'm like, it wasn't a priority. It's not too no, hard no, no, for you. No, no, no. It just wasn't a priority. Joe's right. And um, 
And yeah, I was scared to say that I quit because I quit in like January, but I was scared to say that because so many people were like, I'm doing it. Like, do you have any tips? Like, well, you did it last year. I know I've done it. Yeah, I get it. So I was like, fuck it, whatever. So I finally told people. And uh, anyways, however, I I just do mentally better working out. I think a lot of people do, but I think I'd go <laughs> as far to say everyone does. I mean, yeah, but I don't want to be that girl that's like, working out will save your life. Just work out, it'll fix everything. <laughs> I know, it's like not helpful. So, anyways, personally, it changes my life. And so, um, and like, I don't see people, I mean, I do see people regular, like every day, but I have to get out of the house to see people. And so work, like doing a workout class or something like that, going to a gym, like working in a public space gets me to see people. And I just think that's better for my overall mental health. And where was it going? Oh, Sunday, Caroline booked me every single 5.30 a.m. class this week. Wow. And I've done all three. I uh, hate working out. I don't think that's true. I do. I think... I value working out. I think you, like if I love class workouts, you would thrive in class workouts. I've been to class workouts. I've done tons of class workouts. I know, but I've I done think Pilates, this, I've done yoga, I've done... I think in this season you would love it. No. Why? I've done it. I, I Like I don't have anything, it's the same thing like that we were talking about before we started uh, recording. It's not that I'm a hater. I totally understand why people like it. Like, I don't have anything bad to yeah. say about it. I just am owning and saying aloud, I don't like it. I value it. I think it's really important. I prioritize it. I make sure to do it. Yeah. I don't like it. I know. I, I know that that's that. <laughs> not, not comfortable, but I don't like it. Um, I've been back to lifting weights. I've been back to doing all of that. And I keep thinking like I'm Do what? you dread it? Yeah, 100%. So you really don't like it. I really don't like it. Weird. But I, I can rationalize and realize like it provides so much benefit to me and I appreciate and value that benefit. But I'm now uh, being trained by somebody, Amanda Wilson, Mm -hmm. who I've become very good friends with through working with her for almost 18 months. But she started originally, I was just working on uh, wellness and nutrition with her. And then, so I've been working with her with nutrition for about 18 months. And then last fall in early, like late October, early November, I started working with her one-on-one lifting weights and personal training because I was like, you know what? The reason I'm so resistant to working out is because I have taken such a big break from it because that's the thing. It's hard. I was an athlete all the way through uh, finishing high school. And then in college, because I was an athlete, I worked out four to five days a week minimum, right? all of college. Up until I had G, I was still lifting weights. I woke up and I worked out at 5.30 a.m. Like I was really consistent. I worked out. I did a lot of group fitness. And even then, I really, it was one of those things that I valued it. I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. And so working with Amanda, I've finally like gotten to this point that I can admit out loud. I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. And the <laughs> only reason I I do look forward to seeing her. Yeah. Like I yeah, look yeah. forward that I get to spend an hour with her. The whole time I work out, I literally I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And I say it out loud the really? whole time. And I'm probably manifesting some of that to myself because yeah. of how much like but the thing is, I try to kind of change my words. I'm like, I appreciate this. I value this. And I do. I feel all those things. Right. 
but it doesn't feel good to me. Huh. Isn't that weird? That is and I mean, weird. not weird, but just, I, I don't mean, know. it's just, yeah, it's different because, like, I get that. Like, when you're, you take such a, like, even I stopped swimming and then I moved to Italy, did not work out. I don't, I think I worked out maybe twice the whole time I lived in Italy. That's wild. And literally, and moved but like, back. When you're there, it's not like I ever see a gym. What like I know that there are gyms. Uh, yeah, but there's do you gyms. know what I mean? I, I found a pool and I would swim there, but it was like ten euros, and I'm like, I just didn't want to do that. And and also no one. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> <laughs> like, you have any excuses? It really doesn't matter. I just didn't work out. And then, but I get what you're saying about how you when you take a gap. Exp- I feel like especially if you were an athlete of some sort. And like either you have trauma from that sport or you just like got burnt out. It's like, man, I just want to take a break. And then it mm-hmm. is hard to get back into that, especially if you were competitive, like super or good at your sport. Because even now, like I was telling my mom and Chris, I was like, it's so interesting because when I do group classes, this is a problem I have. I love it so much, I, but I get so competitive. Competitive, yeah. Like I... Am like I'm the best in this class. I'm gonna fuck everyone up. That's my mindset. That's me too. Well, except for I'm so out of. Sh- that's probably why I don't like group classes <laughs> that's, anymore. Yeah. See, that's where I was getting is like because like the 75 hard last year. I think I'm in really good shape, and so yeah, I kind of am the best in the class. So, I, mean, I feel like I'm losing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for me, I'm like I am the best, so it's of course fun to go because <laughs> I'm like, look at me, I can lift the heaviest weight. Like, and there's people of all ages in my class. Well, and you're not judging anybody else. No, it's all me. I'm yeah. like, I'm so good. I'm so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I wonder, I don't know if that's, that's part why, of it for me or not. That's why yoga is hard for me, but on the same breath, so incredibly good for me. Because I like in, yoga. in yoga, I think that and I'm like, that's not what this is about. And I can get myself there. Like, Halfway through the class, I'm like, Zen. Caroline's like, I about. will touch my toes. <laughs> Literally. But I, yeah, I'm, I've lost the toe touch. I will admit that. That blows my mind that you're that uh, unflexible. I, I just want to admit it out loud, though, because I feel like everybody's always like, well, just keep going. You're going to love it. You're going to, like, it's going to get to this point that you're going to love it. And I think for some people, you need to know maybe you won't. And that doesn't make it not. Like you don't have to love it for it to be valuable. Yeah, I mean, Do you yeah. Know what I, mean? I mean, it's like if you told me to run, I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Oh, sorry. Can I? Yeah, yeah. I can cuss. <laughs> you just I don't say, know why "Can I, I curse?" That. That's like the fourth time you've said "fuck" this episode, and you're like, oh, I don't know is that "Why okay? I said that?" I'm like, "It's your I'm like, podcast." I'm like asking Joe like for permission. Anyways, <laughs> that was uh, the funniest. That was weird. Like, what? That's how long we've recorded. Literally, um, you're like, "Do we have a podcast?" What yeah, do I'm do like, on "What's this? happening?" That's funny. Uh, are we loud on the podcast? I'm kind of You're loud because you keep leaning in. Okay. But it's okay. Um, oh, yeah. So if someone told me to run, like, go run five miles, I would be pissed the yeah, whole time. I hate running. So it, I, I think, yeah, maybe just find the groove. I feel like you, if you found a pool, maybe I'm being one of those people. So, okay. Backstory on the pool. And then we do have a topic today <laughs> that we're going to get into, but... I have been wanting to swim. So there is a gym with a pool not crazy far from my house. And because there are only like four pools in all of Northwest yeah, Arkansas, that's a, a little dramatic, but, and not so really though, like there indoor, literally are, there four. are not very mm-hmm. many. I know. Maybe I, even less. <laughs> I can count four. Indoor? I can count three indoor, I guess. I was thinking of Blake Street, but I guess that's outdoor, outdoor but it's heated. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, 
uh, had been talking to Caroline about joining this gym for, I don't know how long, a year. And, and this gym is like the gym I grew up going to. Yeah. I have somehow, not somehow, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but in the last two years, I have started having like crippling social anxiety around going to new places in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. When I travel, I have no problem. I'm great. I, but something about like going places I haven't been here, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I, like I'm trying to work she past it. it. Yeah. I'm, go, I'm trying to like really push myself through it and work through it. But I saw a friend, I've been asking Caroline to like take me. Like, yeah, we've never done it. Like escort her to it to and get, show her like, around. To sign up my thing and show me around <laughs> so that I don't have to be, because once I've been there, I'll be fine. Yeah. Like it's not a matter of uh, going by myself. That's not really the issue. It's like the unknown. Yeah. Like you want to be familiarized and. Yes. Anyway, I saw a friend, uh, I think that creates content working out there. And I Marco Polo'd her immediately and was like, hi, is this the gym you were at? And can you take me, me there. with you and show me around <laughs> so hands. that I, cause I really would like to start swimming again. Did she respond to you? Not yet. Yeah. This was literally like a, right as I walked in to see you. Oh, okay. So not that long ago. Haven't heard so anything back. We'll I will see her this weekend. So I will be following up even if I don't hear back. Isn't that weird though? Because think about how many weddings I went to, how many times we walked into places we've never been. Yeah, but that was a long time ago for you. Yeah, but what 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 is that stemming from? I don't know. But honestly, and I've never told you this, the gym you're talking about gives me PTSD personally. <laughs> That's why I'm not like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> okay, I won't make you. I, I, have a, I have another friend. I have another in. Yeah. Because I think it'll be good I mean, for me. Yeah, if you don't have that in, I will, of course, be happy to take you. I but. live in the town that Caroline grew up in. And Caroline, like, moved, not away, but a couple towns yeah. over to be, like, in a new space. So I just live in all of her trauma. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. No, I'm kidding. It's not, like, even trauma. It's just, like... No, but I get it because I moved away from where I grew up and where I went to high school so that I didn't have to interact with it yeah. on a and regular basis. And I don't want to see people there. Right. Yeah. Like, if... If I, I'm trying to imagine like being really good friends with you and living where, like if I moved outside of where I grew up and then you were like, no, come like, yeah, like to take see, me. Like, yeah. And I'd be, be like, like, oh, okay. Like I will, like I know it well and I'm very comfortable to do that. But huh, man, that yeah, doesn't sound like exactly. a fun afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I Like I totally get it. I can get there through and through. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are we talking about today? Are we going to skip grounding like, moments? Oh no, grounding! My gosh, it's been a minute, Caroline. <laughs> What's your grounding? I don't moment? know mine. Um, okay, I have. Okay, my gr- wait, wait, wait. I'll oh, do okay. mine. Um, I went to Vegas and I had never gambled before ever, and so um, I went. I didn't want to spend any of my own money, so I asked Chris very graciously to spend his, and I lost all of his money. It wasn't that much, but he gave me like fifty dollars, and he was like, "Go for it," and I lost every cent. But I think that's also kind of part of the experience. Well, I didn't know that because no one, like I've literally never been to a casino. Uh, I've been to Vegas before, but like I was too young and I just walked through the casinos. And gambling also gives me social anxiety. It's kind of like golf for me. Golf is way worse. They both give me, like there are things that there's a lot of etiquette and I feel like people just know, like the people who gamble or the people who play golf 
like, I don't know if just in toddlerhood they were taught all of the <laughs> etiquette for those things, but I don't know it. And it gives me, yeah, because nobody will teach you like in those spaces, nobody teaches you. They just get mad at you for not knowing. Yeah. That's what I think of with yeah, gambling. I could see that. But I grew up in a gambling family. Well, not really like my parents, but my extended family. Yeah. Like my dad's. Because I remember like, you went gambling for like a Mother's Day or not Father's it, Day. My or 21st birthday was on Father's Day, but it was a Sunday. So none of the bars or anything were open. But we were in Iowa. And so, because my sisters live in, anyway, they grew up in Iowa. They live in Nebraska. And we went to the casino as a family at midnight. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Like I've never done that. I haven't been back since then. Like I, <laughs> I hate that environment. It makes so me feel I. sick to my so stomach. It makes you, yeah, it makes me feel greasy. It doesn't make me feel sick. It's very intriguing for me to watch people. I'm like, wow. I think, I think people, it's the same thing with like working out. I'm like, I just don't like it. I can totally respect and see why people yeah. enjoy it. Like for them, it's as long as you're going into it, like realizing that you're spending money on entertainment, you're not going in to make money. Yeah. 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 Like that's how my dad always taught me. Cause my dad loved to go uh, to the casinos, like with his brother and his family and stuff when I was a kid. And he's like, I was like, but you lose money. And he's like, yeah, but we would also spend money to go do a weekend, you know, golfing or yeah, a weekend or doing at whatever. A dinner. Yeah. yeah. That's like, what Chris was like. He's like, I would spend this on dinner. Here's yeah. 50 bucks. I'm he's like, like Thank you. it's no different. It's just that you're going into it. That's your entertainment. And so you're going into it with the limit of like, I'm going to spend $150. Yeah. And like, I know that I'm not like, and he's like, if you walk away with it still, or you walk away with more, that's cool. And that's fun. But that's not the point. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. Got it. Anywho, so I did that, and yeah, that's my grounding moment. Fun. <laughs> my grounding moment is I have made it a year uh, nursing. Woohoo! I know that's a big deal. Congratulations. I feel really good about it, and I can hardly believe it. So I made it the full year, and I am in the process of weaning. I like thought maybe I would want to go longer once I hit yeah. one. I don't. I'm. And you went six months with Gardner, right? I pumped for seven months with Gardner, uh, and then I ended up, she, uh, like was bottle fed breast milk until a year. Gotcha. But it wasn't the same cause it just nursing's, I don't know. They're both really hard. Um, they're both very time consuming. I think pumping's for me personally. And I like, I don't know. I think pumping's way harder. Um, that's why I quit at seven months. That was yeah. like the hardest thing I've ever done. I will never do that again. Yeah. I, like I will pump here and there as needed. And like I use the Haka, but if we have the privilege of having more kids, like no, over my dead body, <laughs> am I exclusively pumping ever again? Really? I, oh yeah. It was horrible. Kudos I, to I moms. I remember, like, yeah, you. The fact that we do not celebrate moms who do that more and that we don't give them credit, space, and support it's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. I feel like, insane. Though, like, like, obviously I can, like, hear, I saw you go through Gardner, I saw you go through Rory, and, like, I have a sister-in-law, and that's pretty much all the people that have kids in my life, but I feel like, like, I will never understand it until I go through that. No. You know? like Yeah, but I, like, I know... And I see you work so hard. It's not like I'm saying, oh, that's not hard work. But I I can't get there. I don't know what I can't get there about, but it's hard for me to 
Because part of me is like, oh, just quit. But like, obviously I cannot. That's so emotional. Well, and it's not just that it's emotional. Like you say just quit. And like, to me, that is a good representation of how little um, culturally we support. Yes, exactly. Like it's cultural. Exactly. That's why you think just quit. Right. And Because and culturally everyone, that's what we're taught. We'll just feed them. It right. doesn't matter. And everyone that hasn't had kids thinks that. Right. And the moms are like, what the fuck? Yeah. But then the moment that the thing is, if you're not in it, like the moment moms are five, 10 years removed, a lot of people go back to that. We'll just quit. Yeah, that's true. Like they revert back unless you're in it. It's kind of like that, like giving birth where you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. And you're like, it's horrible. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's fine. Like it's not something to fear when I say that it's horrible. It's just like, I don't know. You wouldn't choose to do that every day. I think day. that piece is really interesting. And I really do think that, that it's culturally, we don't value women. We don't value their time. We don't value their work. Yeah. Um, and so I'm throwing myself a little party. I'm like, good job. Not actually, but in my mind I am <laughs> one year. Like that's crazy. That was a huge time commitment um, and managing it while working and doing all the things. Yeah. Doing all the things, having both podcasts. Now <laughs> were we around on this one enough? Probably not. <laughs> But uh, I'm really proud of... Do you feel like Rory was, like, quote-unquote, easier than Gardner? Oh, yeah. 100%. With eating. Yeah. Um, now, there are lots of ways that she was easier and vice versa. They're just different. Yeah. Um, there are always things that I think are going to be easier with one than another and vice versa. And uh, G wouldn't latch, and so that was really hard. Um, but she took a bottle, great, and... You know, she was a great eater. And so, but nursing came so easy with R and that was a really nice shift because I was very anxious about it. Mm -hmm. So being a mom's crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Okay. Okay. What are we talking about? We are talking about uh, friend breakups. Friendship breakups. Since everybody keeps telling us they think we broke up. (laughs) Girls. (laughs) Ladies. Dissect the friends. Friendship breakups. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, truly, every time people are like, oh, so are you and Caroline mad yeah. at each other? I'm like, man, we need to really like up the Caroline Joe content. Seriously. Something. Something. Something needs to happen. Caroline's too busy for me. That's what it is. And you know what? That's okay. We all go through seasons. She's doing her thing. But it's not. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm super busy, but I was telling Joe, if it's on the calendar, like, I'm, I'll be there. Yeah. You know? I feel that. Like, if it's not, it's kind of like the podcast, like or I guess we are talking about the podcast, but like Joe and I, I mean, we've said this multiple times, but like we do the podcast so we can literally hang out. And so when we don't do the podcast, we rarely see each other, which is bad on us. But we've been um, a little bit better about that though. I feel like the last couple of months we could do better, but yes, I I mean with everything going on, I think we've done great. And, uh, however, lost my train of thought. Podcasting. Oh, however, yeah, like Foy, I'm doing all this Foy stuff. And since it's not on the calendar, I'm like, oh, well, Foy comes first. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and it but should. if it's on the calendar, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do Foy Monday and podcast. Because you Tuesday. already know when yeah, you're planning exactly. your week. That's what happens to me, too, is I, if it's not on the calendar, I don't plan around it and then I overcommit myself. And so. Like it has to be on the calendar because that's what keeps me from overcommitting. Mm-hmm. But uh, friend breakups, though, uh, we have not had one. Caroline and I personally. <laughs> and then Caroline was kind of asking me if I've ever had because you couldn't think of it. 
like think of one that I'd had Mm -hmm. major friend breakup. And I really can't, I've definitely had friendships where we part ways and like, we aren't friends anymore, but I can't think of anything that I've had like a major breakup. Yeah. I've had one. Only one that was traumatic, but <laughs> is it the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Okay. Um, but tell us a little bit about the video that you watched that kind of stems. Okay, so this. I watched a video and it was with a friend. I know Kara's video. She has a podcast and she was saying that we as humans expect your friends or a friend to like do everything for you and like be the friend that is a shoulder to cry on, a friend that, you know, motivates you, a friend that um, X, Y, Z, you expect your friend to fulfill you in all these needs. And I think us as a society and humans in general, like that is just literally impossible. And if we reflect inwards, we know that because we can't even give people all of those cylinders But yet we expect our friends to fill those voids or not even voids, just fill all those areas to make you happy. And we expect them to fill whatever we need at that time. Yeah, I guess it's like we don't expect them to do all those things at once, but we expect them to know how to show up in any of those capacities at any time. Yeah. Shit hits a fan or whatever the case may be. So anyways, she was saying rather than doing that, because a obviously that's impossible to ask of someone to show up in every capacity. Rather, if you fill your life with, um, I think she said five, like at least five friends that their strength is one of those things. So example was the shoulder to cry on friend, I believe. So like when shit hits the fan, they're there. They're going to show up. It doesn't matter if it's midnight. It doesn't matter. Like you know that you can call this friend and they'll show up. And then there's the motivator friend. So you call them when you're feeling sad and they're like, you got this. They're always not like positive, but kind of just like always like you got this. They believe in you. They think, you know, you can shoot for the moon. And then of course I forgot the last three, but, (laughs) but I get what you're saying. Yeah. It was saying like, if you fill your life rather with friends like that, not that they can't have a little bit of like being the shoulder to cry on friend and the motorway friend, but usually people over index in one. And I was thinking about that and I'm like, interesting. Cause I think that's so like, I'm like, duh. When I heard that, I'm like, duh, that makes total sense. And instead you show up to that friendship with like what their strength is and like give them grace in the other areas. Mm-hmm. I love that. You love it. I, I am a people person. I am an extrovert. I have a lot of close friends. I just do. Mm-hmm. Um, my sisters have always kind of made fun of me because they are very much like they have each other. And then each of them have like two or three friends outside of that. And that's it. They have a very uh, close circle. And I have people that I think are such close friends to me that I consider them family yeah even more than I do like like my best friend JC to me is like she's not a friend yeah she is beyond my family same thing with you like yeah I don't think of JC and Caroline even within friends I think of them as yeah my family I trust them with my life I trust them with my kids I trust them so deeply and feel so grateful to have them but then there's kind of like that next tier of like 
friends that I have and I have a lot of those really close friends and they all have different strengths and they all are wonderful and I feel so grateful for them. But I have a lot of them because I need a lot of social interaction. Like I'm just that person. I, especially I think because I picked up a job that I'm by myself so frequently, Mm. like I constantly am trying to charge my social battery, but I've always been a one-on-one. Like I don't have a group. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So anyway, when you ask me, I have a theory is why I haven't had any like major friend breakups, even though I have lots of times that I've become friends with people and then we've gone separate ways. This is my theory. I am very quick to make new friends. And if they want to be like in each other's lives and good friends, the doors open. Yeah. But, uh, I'm also very quick to allow myself to be rejected and just be like, eh, it's not working out. I like, I let people prove who they are and, and you try your best. Yeah. And, and I don't try to change it. Yeah. Like if, if they show me who they are and it's not right, there's no like breakup or ill will or like big situation needed. And then Caroline asked me, she's like, well, what about if JC all of a sudden turned on you? And I was like, yeah, that would be like death. Like that would be horrible. <laughs> um, but I think the way that a lot of my relationships have developed, like, I feel like that happens to a lot of people that, uh, became friends really young or became really good friends, like situationally. Yeah. That's Does that true. make sense? Mm-hmm. So like yeah. people who make a really good friend at work, so they're together a ton or they, a high school friend that they've had or childhood friend that they've had forever. Mm-hmm. I feel like so frequently it's something along those lines. Yeah. And then when you get out of that environment, you're like, wait, I don't like you. <laughs> Cause yeah. usually you're used to them in you know, the high school environment, whatever it is. Yeah. Work. A lot of my friends I haven't made like, into really deep relationships because of close proximity. And I think that's helped me. Yeah. Because well, I've had I had to think, seek them out. I think, you know, what I was talking about in the beginning, you do that well. Like you have friends that are in each bucket. Yeah, I agree. You know, like you, and you allow grace of that. You're not expecting people to be that one. I mean, you have JC, right? Yeah. JC, JC, JC has to take it all. I feel like you're kind of that way. Like, yeah, I think about it. I, but I also, you know, that if, Oh, sorry. He's talking to us. I think there's something to say about having more than one shoulder to lean on rather than it all falling onto one friend, because I feel like at the root of it, like if something happens and I need to call somebody at 1am. I know I can call you. I know I can call JC, but I also know that both of you guys are on your journey and your ups and downs. And so I can consider like, "Mm, I know JC's had a lot going on this week or I know Caroline's had this going on with Foy. And so I can consider who has the availability to help me in this situation. That's true. Cause even like Joe will say, like even today, Joe was like, Oh, have I filled you in on this? I'm like, no, she's like, honestly, it doesn't matter. And like me as a friend, it doesn't offend me. I'm like, no, no, I trust her. And like, yeah, we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've like, I've had some pet drama. It's not real drama, but like, you know how yeah, in life, just like, like things life happen things. and whatever. And I, I told Caroline today, I said, did I tell you about this? And she said, no. And I said, do you want to like, is it important that yeah. you know it or not? And Caroline was like, well, do you want to talk about it? I was like, no, I'm over. And then Caroline was like, I don't need yeah, to be I'm filled like, in then. I am good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like, can talk about something else. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
Um, and I think that's the giving people the space to. Right. Cause yeah. I mean, I've had friends in the past that are really jealous. Like they would be jealous if you told them what you said to me of like, well, tell me like, and that's why I was like, I'll tell it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, do you want to know or not? And I'm like, if and you I think don't it's okay tell me. to want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. But like, for this certain thing, I'm like, no. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, really, I don't care at all. And I was like, that's, that's like, cool. Let's move on. Um, but yeah, I think that, I don't know. And I was talking about with my other friend about this, like she was saying, so my other friend is a lot like Joe and she just has a lot of friends. Um, but for her and she's 23, so she's still young. Not that Joe's ancient, but you know what I mean. No, but having as many friends as I do at 30 is very different than having that many friends at 23. Yeah. I will say that because my friends that got married really, not really young, but like, sorry to cut you off. Don't forget where you are. (laughs) But the friends that got married when they were 22 and 23, I think about those friends who had eight, 10 bridesmaids who I talk to them now at 30. They're like, I don't talk to a lot of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Something shifts. Something shifts. Yes, for sure. Like, you know, so she, and she lives in Europe. Like she's living her life, her best life. Um, that's so crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. And she, um, anyways, but she was telling me this one scenario and I can share cause she won't care, but she lives in Austria and she, she's American, lives in Austria. She's lived in Europe for like five years now. And she just broke up with her boyfriend. Like less than a year ago. So she's in her like kind of single girl era. Like I'm really proud of her because she's like trying to see like what Eleanor wants. I want to just out her name. (laughs) (laughs) She won't care. And she's, she's thriving. She's doing really great. And she was saying that her friends in, she lives in Vienna. Um, she likes them. Like they're good friends and whatever. And she's a lot of them, like I was saying, but she was saying that she recently got a new job that is going to move her to Salzburg. So she's going to move away from Vienna in the summer. And her friends, like her closest friends in Vienna are like, oh, you'll hate it there. Like they're being really rude. And she told me on the phone, she's like, I don't, she's like, I needed you to tell me if I'm a bad person. Cause I basically said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Like I'm done. And they keep harping on like, you're not going to like it, all this stuff. So Anyways, and then I gave her the advice. I'm like, I think that you hang out with people, and this isn't a bad thing, but she hangs out with people that values are just so different than hers. So, of course. That's hard. It's so hard. And, of course, and I was telling her, like, not to dismiss your feelings of feeling like they don't support you, but from their point of view, they don't think that's a good idea. Like, their values don't align or whatever it is with Salzburg with them or or they couldn't see them moving to Salzburg, you know, themselves, whatever it may be. Like they literally, it's not that they're trying to like get at you. I don't really that think. They genuinely believe with what their tools are and yeah. what they're trying to achieve that they would be miserable there. So they assume she too would yeah, be miserable there. And they're there. like, hey, I'm your friend. So I think you would hate it here. And she's like, well, you're not being supportive. What the heck? And both are true, but yeah, it I is think interesting. It's very interesting when you dissect it all like that. And like, I think that's something I struggle with because I've always been the girl that has a lo- little amount of friends, but I was telling Eleanor, like the friend I've evaluated it recently and the friends I have 
the most thing I'm attracted to in being a friend to someone or like even just a person in the room is the person that shows up and just are, is themselves. Yeah. Well, that's what I was about to kind of comment about what you were saying is it's so much more about, like, I think we get really busy dissecting what people are saying and what their motives are and what their intentions are and this and that. And I think it's so much more about people being who they are and knowing that what they're saying um, isn't coming from a place of judgment, um, but purely from a place of love and also knowing that that person accepts you no matter how you respond. Because I can see you, I'm trying to, I'm, I know there are things like this mm-hmm. where Caroline and I over the years, Caroline's made a decision and I'm like, you're going to hate that. I would say something like yeah. that. To, I don't know about maybe those exact words, but are you sure? Like, I think you're going to hate that. And Caroline would reply and go, no, I'm not. This is why I'm excited from my perspective. And then I go, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I would have hated that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But because you know that you can respond without fear of judgment or like, I'm not going to go talk about, no, Caroline's going to hate it. Like, does that? Exactly. It's the safety. Exactly. I feel like safety doesn't exist in friendships because we're all very busy trying to protect our own very fragile selves. Yeah, I agree with that. Or at least I am. I don't know what anybody else is doing. I mean, part of me, like, I think I'm on the other end. And, like, it's not that I protect. I think we all protect ourselves in a way, of course. It's human nature. It's human nature. It's like our brains do it automatically. But, like, for instance, I will, and I was telling Eleanor this, now that I have foy, I will like, it depends who I'm talking to and it's not a lot, but I will like not bring up a lot of things that are happening in FOI. Instead, I'll be like, oh, what happened in your day? Like, I'm just making this up. But I was telling Chris, I'm getting somewhere, telling Chris that, because Chris is like, why don't you like, okay, rewind. The place we go to like work out and hang out all the time is called Blake Street. And when I go there, it's like, for me, it's like a me time place. I go mm-hmm. and it's my time. And Chris is like, why don't you like hang out with people more? And I'm like valid. And then I was telling Chris, like for me, and I don't know how to say, I mean, I told it to Eleanor and she was like, I think that's a good analogy. So I'm just going to say it. And if I sound like a bitch, I sound like a bitch. But my like baseline has pivoted since I started Foy. So I was telling Chris that my like Things that happen in my day compared to 21-year-old Caroline happening in her day, that's drastically changed. So what I mean by that is in my day, I'm like, okay, I owe so-and-so X amount of money, like a big number. Okay, um, I have to figure out, you know, where, like warehousing. Okay, I have to figure And I can't even say it out loud because it's so much stuff. Like it's, there's a lot of noise, but my younger self, like what happened in her life is like, oh, I got a flat tire. If I got a flat tire today, that would not like ruin my day. And said these other things are not like even ruining my day. It's like extreme. It's just your perspective shifted. Yes. And, but I'm having a hard time conversing now. You remember me having this conversation with you? You probably don't. We've had 
this this is blowing my mind as you're talking. We've had this exact conversation. Okay, well, jog my memory because I'm sure we have. It's been years and years and years. Like, like I'm talking about when we were photographing weddings, like in the car. You and I have had this conversation, and I'm I personally think I'm kind of on the up. I think more of the other side of what you're saying you're experiencing right now. I think mm-hmm. correct me if I'm way off base, but there is this time in life and it's not because you have foy. It, it like it is, that's been your, that's, like, that's what triggered it. That's what yeah. triggered it. Uh-huh. But what's happened is from my perspective, something like locked in about the way you see the world what you value, what's important to you. And so when that kind of locks in and you have that sense of identity and self, suddenly having conversations with other people, it's that core not aligning. Right. Because to somebody else, and I've struggled with this a lot in my life from the perspective of growing up seeing my mom. I go back to that example of the girl in middle school, and I think I've told this story on the podcast, is... When I was in middle school, a girl and her mom used to pick me up to go to school because my mom couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so they picked me up and dropped me off at school and they were late one day and the mom made the friend that was my age apologize to me. And then we got out of the car and we're walking into our school and she goes, I shouldn't have had to apologize. I was late because my mom didn't make me breakfast. And I... I don't think I've ever heard this story in my life. Wait, really? No. Oh, okay. I feel like I've, I don't know. Maybe I have it. Maybe I've just told it a lot like, um, in your head, (laughs) in my head. Yeah. Um, but I came unglued like irrational. How old are you? 13. Uh. Um, I think it was probably the most I've ever come irrationally unglued on somebody that did not deserve, Mm. um, but it was like my first little piece of my core, like clicking, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, and the girl that said that, she's not bad. She's a 13-year-old girl who's being cared for by her mother, as she should be, and right. has the expectation that her mother cares for her. Cool, Joe. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. But from my perspective, I was so mad because I'm like, why would you say that to me? My mom couldn't get out of bed. I have to make myself breakfast. I have to get myself out of bed. Right. I have to wake up to my alarm. I have to be on time or I don't get to school because there's nobody else to take me and, you know... I just came irrationally. And so I don't know if this is the same as what you're talking about or if you feel like I've just gone completely like it's not related to what you were saying at all, but it's that having a different perspective and it makes it hard that when in that morning she was saying, well, my morning was really hard because my mom didn't make me breakfast. And and from her and perspective, that, that was is big. Hard, yes. Right. And that is big. And it did. And it's no less valid right. because my perspective's different, but that was the first time I had a really hard time like interacting because I was like, Whoa. And if yeah. I then went through my morning and like how my life's so hard exactly, or whatever, yeah. I don't want to be that. Exactly. No, no. Yeah. Because it's not, it's, it's not, they're both hard for us because we just have different life experiences. It doesn't, right. it's not meant to be compared. No, yeah. And yes, you know, you hit it on the head because, because I, I keep bringing up the tire situation because I hear people, not like everyone's getting a flat tire, but like, you know, <laughs> I actually 
have a friend who had a horrible flat tire situation a couple weeks ago that was so bad. Devastated. Yeah. No, but she should have been. Like, it was so bad. And so Gosh. that's what I'm thinking of. But I know that's not what you mean. Yeah, no. Like You mean, like, low tire pressure? Yeah, like, they had to go in and, like, someone helped You don't mean, like, the tire them. exploded no, no, and the no, car no, went no, off no, the no, road? No, 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 like, they... It was an inconvenience because they had to go in and mm-hmm. schedule an appointment and pay for that, whatever the heck. So, yeah, I was telling her, like, I would love to hang out with a lot of people, but part of me is, and I think I'm like a, and honestly, because everyone says your brain develops at 25, I can feel it. Dude. I can I feel it. Talk about that. Like it's like you wake up one day and you're like, I can feel it marinating. I'm like, and this is what they were talking about. My eyes are watering. It's wild. It's wild. My eyes are watering. No, literally wild because so I'm the baby of my family. So like I've always thought, like, man, like I'm always gonna feel like a baby. I'm always gonna, not that I ever would say that aloud, <laughs> but like I'm like I'll never feel like I can be friends with my brothers or like their significant others. I've always thought that. And then Chris has a younger sister, so I have now that perspective. Mm-hmm. And 21 year old Caroline was going through it, man. I don't want to be friends with her. I don't even want her. Oh, my, she was great. She was, great. She was just having a tough. She was time. just having a tough time. So she was still you. She was still me, but. I see Chris's sister, like just normal 21-year-old things. And then now my marinating 25, almost 25-year-old brain, I'm like, you got this. Like, but I'm like, that's not really helpful, Caroline. Like when I it's say ho- things. Honestly, this is <laughs> it's so like you to empowering me, yeah. to me because I'm like, it's hard. And I do feel, not that it ha- and I'm not even 25 yet. I just feel like it's happening and I'm excited about it. But that being said, that that's what I was saying. That might be part of like what's happening too is like I'm so sure of myself more than ever. And then when I converse with people, again, not that their problems are small, are less worthy, less no. problems, less – I know that. But it's hard – like if Joe said the worst thing happened to me today and it was being a flat tire – I say I had all this shit happen with Foy. I now don't want to tell Joe that. Because you don't want to dismiss yes, her, exactly. her feel, in my feelings. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But Even the thing though- is, if it's me... And it's a really good friendship and it's a confident person. Even if getting a flat tire was the worst thing that happened to me that day, I think in healthy relationships, you should be able to say, wow, I'm so sorry. Like right. that stinks. Um, can I do anything like to yes. support? Like, do you need X, Y, Z? And then you can say and drop whatever. And that's okay because I need to have the core to be like, and that was hard. Wow, that and was different. hard for her. It's yeah. not, it doesn't matter. No, We're it's not, not. It's not a comparison. I'm not it's saying not a competition. No, it's nothing. It's like nobody wins anything th- for things being harder. Exactly. But I'm struggling with that. And I was telling Eleanor, she's like, "Wow, like that's very interesting. Like very. It's just like I'm gonna have to dissect that like on my own time. I'm like, I know. But I was telling Eleanor, like Eleanor is a friend that I love to talk to. Because her life is so drastic from mine. Mm -hmm. So when she talks, even though her problems, yes, written on paper, seems 
quote unquote smaller than mine, I don't care. I'm like, I don't what? Even, not even that like more solvable exactly, to yeah, you. Exactly. And I'm like, oh my God, that happened. But I'm like so invested because back to I'm attracted to people that at their core, they're them. Eleanor's Eleanor. She's going to walk in the room the same anywhere I put Eleanor. You're the same. I can drop Joe and she's going to act like Joe. She's not going to change. She's not going to do her hair different. She's not going to take her glasses off. She's not going to change the environment. But I'm coming to find out, maybe I'm just being pessimistic. Those are diamond in the roughs people to find. I agree. I'm like, where where are they? Well, and it's not because it, well, it's because it's really hard to become a really secure in who you are person. It's really hard. It's tough out there. It is. And if you're around the wrong people, exactly, you can get taken advantage of. You can have horrible experiences. You can have all, like, I understand why people are how they are. Yeah. And so you have to find people to feel safe around. Mm-hmm. And Caroline, we actually talked about this also before we were recording. Cause I was saying that I, Matt was saying I'm a people pleaser and I'm like, yeah. And Caroline was like, that's interesting. I don't <laughs> see you that way. I said, that's cause I feel safe around you. Yeah. And that's something that I'm trying to unwind is like, I need to treat all people that way. Not just the people I feel safe around. I need to be able to establish boundaries, not just with, and thankfully I'm mostly surrounded by people I feel safe around. Yeah. But it means that the people who probably don't deserve uh, my time and my effort are the ones who get the time and effort. Yeah. And that's something I'm working on and I will continue to work on. Um, but I think there's something to say about like those safe people. You need safe people. So even if you can't be truly like a hundred percent yourself in every scenario, at least you know that you can be tried and true in who you are with the people you feel safe around. For sure. Wow. This was a good talk. Wow. <laughs> we should do this more. I know. Were we, did we even like, cause I felt like we were led with friendship break- breakups, and, but then we like dove into like friendship as a. Yeah, we you did. Think we did it. <laughs> I, well, I just, I think that friendship breakups are really hard, but I think it goes back to let people go. Mm-hmm. Let them go. Let them go on their way. Wish them well. And put all good out no matter like you know what it is and you do your thing right and the other thing that i have learned through friendship breakups let's say i haven't had anything like really traumatic but i have had a couple things where when we part ways there's a lot of uh talk you know yeah um and a lot of things said and things will make it back to me that I'm like this and Joe does that and Joe did this. I have learned it is best to just let that talk be. Don't try and tell anybody how it is. Mm -hmm. If you have enough interactions with those people moving forward, you will have opportunities to prove you are not that if you are not that. Yeah. You don't sure. have to tell people what you are. Yeah. Who you are shows through your actions and your day to day. Yeah. I saw this thing. It was like, Car- <sighs> Caroline, I forgot it. It was like character, like worry about your character, not mm-hmm. your perception. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Worry about your character, not the perception. Because your character shines through. Well, it's like, you know, eventually who people are catches up to them. Yeah, it does. Like, it's just... That's how it is. But you can't maintain that. Right. And that's the beautiful part about 
if you know that's not who you are, you don't need to prove it to people because it will be proved proved to people in time through your actions. Right. Does that make sense? Uh Yeah. I mean, and it's hard in the moment to see that because, like, if someone's like gossiping about you, you're like, oh my god, like, you know, that's not who I am. But it's like, no, just let them. Whatever. And that's, it's hard for me. Like I'm saying that as somebody that that's really hard for me, but I think about like your friend breakup and like, look at where you are now. And like, I feel like you very quickly were in the way of like, well, I wish her the best. Yeah. Always. And I hope all good things. And yeah. I love that season of my life and I'm so grateful for what she was in it. And I wish her the best. Yeah. I'm never like, yeah, I think that I do have a healthy take on that. Cause you do hear a lot of people like, oh, F her. Like I wish, you know you know, hell on her or him, whoever it is. But I mean, unless they did something horrifying, even then though, it's like, I hope I they know. grow. It takes something really extreme for me. Cause I've had some girls be like pretty mean over the years. And to me at the root of it, it's not about me. Yeah. They're hurting. They're going through something. Yeah, exactly. I, and I'm not saying that it makes it okay. That's not what I am not saying that behavior is okay. I'm not saying that I'm okay with it. But the best thing I can do is remove myself mm-hmm. and walk on down <laughs> my little path and stick with Caroline and JC. <laughs> and we're doing things and it's good. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, anything else to add? No. We'll be back in two weeks. We're putting it on the calendar. We promise. We love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye.